Hello, and welcome to a Walk of Faith podcast. I'm Maribel Mayorga, and I'm on a mission. I hope to orient and guide you through your journey of faith. But I cannot do it alone, so we will go through it together with the help of many friends. You may have a lot of questions, which is totally normal. In fact, I am happy that you have them. So don't worry, we're going to cover them and help you so that you don't feel alone. So, what are we waiting for? Let's get started. We have a beautiful guest today, straight from New Mexico. <laughs> I have to say, straight from New Mexico. Her <laughs> name is Alex Rich. I love this woman. I, I remember the first time I met her was through the DeCastro Communication Program. This woman, let me tell you guys, this woman was, I was amazed by her journey, her faith journey. And you're going to know more uh, why a little bit uh, later on. But I remember the first time she she's a, such a professional <laughs> woman who inspires us, you know, and we, we want to be like her a lot. And I just want to welcome you, Alex, to this podcast. Welcome. And thank you so much for sharing your time with us. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much for inviting me. You did just put a lot of pressure on me by <laughs> hyping me up so much, but... <laughs> I know, I'm, it's I'm okay. <laughs> I know. I don't be worried at all. I'm I'm already impressed. I know because I know you a little bit, but I'm so curious to know a little bit more. So for those who don't know you, can you share a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, so absolutely. So as you mentioned, uh, I'm from Albuquerque, New Mexico, born and raised. Um, I've been married for seven wonderful years to my dream husband. Uh, very fortunate. So, you know, first and foremost, my vocation is as a wife. Um, I have been I guess, you know, I'll tell you a little bit more about my faith journey, but I think when I really reflect on it, I think most of my faith journey and and who I am can really be best summed up um, by, in the gospel of Matthew, by chapter seven, um, the very famous verse, you know, the ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened to you for everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks find, uh, and the one who knocks the door will be open. And I think so much of my life <laughs> has revolved around this seeking and searching and knocking. Um, and, you know, there's been a lot of times in my life where the door has been shut. Uh, there's a lot of times where I've had to knock on the door. And I'll be honest with you, there are some times where I just took it upon myself to kick open the door <laughs> mm-hmm. um, as far as, you know, being, being who I am and, and really shed it, sharing my faith. I was raised in a culturally Catholic home. So, you know, my parents don't necessarily consider themselves Catholic or practicing Catholics, uh, but really because of their ancestry and our Hispanic heritage, there was definitely a familiarity with Catholicism. Um, in New Mexico, is uh, Catholicism, Catholicism is you know, most of us are Catholic, or at least have been raised Catholic, or there's some, again, some familiarity with their family. So, you know, I, I didn't grow up attending Mass with my family. Faith wasn't really something that we talked about at home. It was just really non-existent in the sense of our everyday lives. Um, but I, what I think is very beautiful, and I've learned so much from my parents who, again, wouldn't consider themselves Catholic, uh, but they're very sacramental. And, and what, what I mean by that is their understanding of maybe the Catholic faith or their, even their practice of it, um, very limited, but they do believe it, that there's something in the sacraments that for them was worth 
pursuing for their children, which I think is very beautiful. And that actually really kicks off first with my baptism. Um, this is a very interesting story. And I just think, you know, how God, it gives me chills to see really how God works because I was actually denied baptism uh, by multiple parishes. Uh, when my parent, when my was original, when I was born, my mom went to baptize me. Um, again, my, my mom was not a practicing Catholic, so she wasn't registered at a church. Uh, my parents weren't married within the Catholic church. They had a secular court wedding. Um, so when they, she went to the first, you know, parish and asked if I could be baptized and the parish staff told them no because they because they weren't married in the Catholic Church. So my mom just kind of said okay you know and and left and very you know <laughs> true testament to my mom's character she wasn't discouraged she kept going. Um, she went to multiple churches so if you think again kind of that door being shut how many times and many, how many people told her no, right? That there were people that thought that I wasn't worthy or that I wasn't able to receive the sacrament of baptism because my parents weren't married in the church. They weren't registered in a parish, mm -hmm. um, which is heartbreaking. I mean, that's, that's so heartbreaking. And I just think, you know, again, a beautiful testament to my mom that it would have been really easy for her to say, you know what, I'm not welcome here, or this really isn't for me, or you know, or to feel discouraged and say, you know what? I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't go to church on Sundays. Maybe I sh maybe I shouldn't do this, right? And I would be a completely different person than who I am today had I not been baptized. And, um, you know, by the grace of God, my mom kept trying until she found a priest that said, yes, we'll baptize you. So um, I did not have this traditional, you know, beautiful welcoming <laughs> to the Catholic church, right? The door was slammed on me. It was slammed on my, on my mother, on my parents. Um, and that was really a moment where I think, you know, my mom started it, where she kicked the door open, where that, that wasn't a good, a no, wasn't a good enough for her. She was going to keep searching until she found one. Um, so I was baptized, you know, thanks be to God. And, you know, my, my, upbringing my childhood it kind of just continued in the sense that I was I received my sacrament so again we wouldn't go to church on Sunday you know we didn't do these things but when it was came time for my sacrament so you know first reconciliation my first holy communion my mom would take me to my parish right there's well what we considered our parish the parish that I was baptized at um and so I I did receive you know catechesis through through my parish right I, I kind of the regular programs and you know I'm, I'm familiar with parishes I ended up you know working in parish ministry later on in my life so I I hear my my you know my heart always breaks when I hear parish people say or you know lay ministers say well they're sacra they're sacrament families or they kind of treat them as if they're different because then maybe they're not you know active or they're not coming to church on Sunday and it just to me, that's that's very personal. I've gotten in very heated arguments with people because that was me, <laughs> and had and had these people decided that you know I shouldn't be able to receive catechesis because I'm not going to you know mass every Sunday, I I cannot even explain how different my life would be. My faith is who I am now. It's it's so critical to everything of of who I am and my identity, um, that I couldn't imagine my life without this and. And so I say, who are we, right, to limit God and to limit how God will work and, and move people and and the seeds that are planted? So it's just really fascinating. And it's, it's very untraditional <laughs> that I, again, I mean, I just, yeah, it wasn't something that was a part of our family. But then when it came time for, for sacraments, 
you know, that was something that we just did it. There really wasn't a conversation. It was just like, hey, it's time for your first Holy Communion. You're going to go to, you're going to go to church. And they would take me to my classes and I would learn and would drop me off and pick me up. Right. And it was a very odd, right. As like, you know, when you kind of think of the regular, the way families engage with churches. So um, yeah, again, just really odd, but I learned my faith through there. Uh, and then my parents actually made the decision again, just a beautiful Testament to their, their faith, right. Whether, whether or not they call it that uh, my parents actually chose to send my sister and I to Catholic school. Um, so again, you just think this is not her community. It's just not something that they're used to, but yet they made the active decision that, my, that they wanted my sister and I enrolled in Catholic school. And that was the greatest gift that I've ever received in my whole life because that was where I learned the faith. Uh, that was really where I, all the seeds were planted for me to learn, learn my faith. And I remember my first day of school was when I was in the sixth grade. Uh, I remember, you know, at the start of each class, the teachers would lead prayer. The mm -hmm. teacher would get to pick whichever prayer that they wanted to lead with. And, you know, the first teacher chose our father. And I said, okay, I know this prayer. I'm good. I, I felt, you know, connected and ready. And I said, <laughs> even though I was considered myself an outsider, right? I said, you know, I know this prayer. Then the next class, they picked the Hail Mary. And I said, I got this. I know this one too. The third prayer was the glory be. And I had never heard that prayer at that point in my life. And I, I remember feeling flush. I remember I felt my face get red. And I said, I don't know this. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what these people are saying. How did they all know the words? And I just felt so awful. I just felt really awful, which, I, you know, is a sad way to explain it. But my heart was like broken that I said, I don't, I don't know this. I, I don't know these things. And I kind of had this, you know, moment of definitely feeling, um, again, just excluded from it all, right? Of like, I, I didn't know this faith that we learned and we had theology class every day. And to me, I was coming in as from a completely new perspective. I did not know any of this information, right? Um, so I fell in love with it though. <laughs> so I wanted to learn everything that I could. So once I learned it and theology became my favorite classes, I would learn everything that I could. I would reread my books and um, I started collecting every resource I could get my hands on. So if someone gave me a prayer card, I kept it. I actually started a box <laughs> and any prayer card, any you prayer card, you, like anything ever, rosaries, whatever kind of things I could, you know, collect through school, I kept them all. Because that was, to me, that was how I learned how to pray. I learned how to pray through prayer book, booklets that, honestly, I don't even know where they came from. They were probably a pamphlet somewhere at, at, the, at my school. And I saw it. And I said, this is it. You know, this is how I'm going to pray. And I just, I even built a little, um, <laughs> I'm like, this is so nerdy. This is going to, there's a lot of things about me. You guys are going to learn. Um, I even built like a little prayer space in my room. And I'd pray every single night and I just, you know, all these things I collected, I'd start to, you know, kind of create almost like a little altar type space where I would and have. how old were you there back then? I would have been in middle school. So I'd have been in sixth six and seventh grade. So was that 11, 11, 12? Yeah. Um, so I just fell in love with it. It was so beautiful to me. And I, again, I just was kind of in the space where I wanted to learn everything that I could about it because I felt like I really didn't know anything, right? And I looked at my peers and they all seemed so smart. They seemed like they knew everything about their faith, <laughs> about the Catholic faith. Uh, so, so really, this kind of started my my journey was through textbooks, right? It was through my Catholic school. They, they laid the foundation, and um, 
I think so much of that is so beautiful because I'm a very cerebral person anyways. And I think what a beautiful way that God knew that that was the best way for me to learn my faith um, was, you know, through textbooks and, and learning it and, and, you know, very concretely, right, of, of this is what the faith is, this is what we believe, this is what the church is, right, and again, these were not experiences that I had, so this was all brand new information, and I just really wanted to soak everything up, um, and that really continued on through high school. Um, it was then, actually, when I was in high school is when I was able to start attending mass every Sunday because I got my driver's license. So, you know, the first thing I started doing when I got my driver's license, I drive myself to church. Wow. Um, <laughs> wow. And I, I remember just sitting there by myself. In hindsight, I, I look and I'm like, I don't know what the people around me thought. But, um, you know, there I was as high schooler. I'd sit in the front by myself to the front right because I wanted to be close to the door <laughs> in case, you know, I was like sneak out in and out. Um but, you know, I would go to mass every Sunday by myself. And, you know, this, there's another funny story about when I think of, you know, the times I just had to kick the door open. So I would have been 15, 15 years old. I went to the parish office and I said, hey, can I register part of this? Church? And they said, well, are you over 18? And I, you know, no, <laughs> no, I'm not. And they said, well, then you can't register. You have to be registered for your family. And I tried explaining to them like, okay, but that's not going to happen. My family's not going to register here. Like, can I just register myself? And they just made the decision. No. I mean, it was kind of, again, this another, the door being slammed on me that they said, no, that's not allowed. You have to be 18. I don't know if that's a real rule to this date. Like, I don't know if that's an actual rule or they just didn't really know what to do with me. Um, so they told me no. And, you know, I am my mother's daughter. So although I could have felt discouraged, <laughs> I didn't. Wow. <laughs> I just said, you know what? I'm going to become the most active non-parishioner they've ever had. And I did. And I became wow. a catechist aide. I taught vacation Bible school. I mean, I was just super in it at this point. Um, <laughs> just so it just makes me laugh. It makes me laugh now as an adult um, and having been a youth minister that I'm like, I don't, I don't know where I came from. This is just so, so foreign. Um, so yeah, so things, and again, I, and I really have so much to think for my Catholic education because I went to a Catholic high school, so I continued to receive theology classes um, and just really was able to learn more about the resources and, and places that I could learn because, again, these were I wasn't having these conversations or I wasn't having faith conversations with my family or with my parents. I mean, that was something that was me in textbook, right? That was me trying to learn and just seek all the information that I could out. Um, I, of course, I had teachers that, um, you know, would, would teach us and, and instruct us. Um, I didn't really have any, like, wonderful relationships with them in the sense that, like, I, it wasn't like any of them did, like, personal, you know, <laughs> yeah. spiritual direction or mentoring with me of, like, oh, here's what you do about your faith. But even just, for me, it was being able to access the resources right or learn what put me in the right direction for teaching me of the great saints the church fathers right all these things so then from there I could say okay I know this person was instrumental in the church I need to go find their books and I would go and I would find whatever you know go to the library find whatever saint book I could find and then read that information so um, a lot of a lot of seeking right and a lot of just just really trying to understand really trying to soak every single thing up that I could um, because it was just so beautiful, so, so beautiful to me. Um, 
when I started college is really when there was a little bit of more of a turn. Uh, when I was 19 years old, I just, I went through some really difficult trials and I just had a very, you know, serious time of suffering and it just really flipped my entire world upside down. And it really just made me question everything about me and about life and my faith. It was a part of that, right. Of, of re-asking these really, you know, serious questions, um, in a, in a, Deeper sense because I was just in this like what I what I call now my my own personal like gospel mystery right this was a time of great like suffering and death for me and so I was really just looking for these trying to find answers and when I couldn't find answers because these are some of the world's greatest mysteries right our, our faith mysteries and I wasn't finding answers and I just got really frustrated and confused and I was just so mad at God because I thought you know I've learned so much about this and I've Put in the work and I've really tried and like why is this happening why can't I find the answers right and I was just really confused and mm. it was a really dark dark time for um a couple of years and then God God by the grace of God right uh he he just spoke to me I call it my God moment I had my God moment when I was 21 years old um and it was just the moment for me it was actually um the sacrament of reconciliation is just the, the pivotal moment, the transformative moment for me, where I know that I received God's redemptive mercy. Um, and the beautiful thing is that, you know, this theology that I had learned through textbooks, that was the moment that for me, it became living and breathing inside of me. And so I felt like all of these kind of moments where I was learning and I was, you know, doing, just trying to learn the basics of it at this moment, when I really felt like I experienced God, it was like, oh, this is it. Like, this is what it means. It, it became something different. It was like my, my heartbeat, right? It, it just, me became living. Um, and the rest of the story from there, right, is very beautiful because it's really from that moment on where I just, you know, I refer to it as my resurrection faith, right? Like from then on, I said, this is it. My faith is number one. Nothing else matters. And I'm going to live my entire life for my faith and for God. And the rest is history, right? So for the past, you know, 13 years, I've just really been living that way. Um, of just kind of completely and nothing else matters, you know, um, which is funny. So my parents, you know, getting back to my parents and all of this, right. But I, I think they were always very supportive, which was very wonderful. It was always kind of like Alex's thing. Um, this is like, like, okay, Alex is our token Catholic. This is like Alex's thing. Um, I think at that point is when they realized like this wasn't going away. <laughs> like at that point they were like, oh, this is, she's like in it. Like this is, <laughs> um, <laughs> which was very beautiful because, you know, over time and especially the more, you know, as I, as a, the more I've, I've grown up and the more I've, you know, become involved in ministry and um, my way of, you know, just spent years forming myself. Um, it's really beautiful because now they see me as a very comfortable place for them to ask questions. So it's very normal now. That's, you know, something that happens a lot where my mom will say, you know, you know, she watches a lot of news. So something pops up on the news. She'll say, you know, what is the church saying about this? Or, you know, what are, what are Catholics, you know, what do we say about this? Um, and it's just really these beautiful moments that, again, I mean, just going back to my baptism, right? You just think, 
of how God worked and how many times the door was shut for me, right? And how many times I just knocked. And again, just how many times I didn't wait <laughs> for the door to be open, right? There were just so many times where I said, no, this is just, not how, I'm going to just do this, right? I'm going to, okay, you don't want to register me. But it's amazing about you. <laughs> Is that no, it's not a no for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm I'm just so amazed by, by, I mean, I hope our listeners right now, I I feel like, okay, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. Cause your story, I'm like, I'm, I'm taking notes. I'm like, this is like nonstop. <laughs> it's, it's Holy Spirit through Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit working non like nonstop. Absolutely. Like since the beginning, just your mom, she kept going Absolutely. after many no's like, and she's not even like she, like you said, like she, she didn't consider herself Catholic. Yeah. Like just that, and, just that <laughs> something like it's just the Holy Spirit who can work on that. You oh, know? absolutely. And I think too, it just goes to show how much fruit can come from a yes. Right. Mm-hmm. You think of the one priest that ended up saying yes, right? And everything in my life that has changed because of that, yes. And I, I really, I, I can't even, I know I keep going back to this, but like, I cannot imagine me without my faith or my life without my faith. And I just think like, that was a one yes and how much fruit came from it, right? Or even, you know, my, going back to my parents deciding for me to go to Catholic school, that was a yes for them, but again, you know, it, it wasn't their community. It wasn't something that they did, but they said, you know what? I, I, I don't understand this, but I do believe that there's something important about this, right? And they, they did it anyways, right? They sacrificed. Catholic school is expensive, right? So it was a sacrifice for my family. Uh, and they, they just they very actively made that sacrifice. And then again, I can't fathom who I would be if I hadn't learned my faith at my Catholic school. So I think for really anyone listening, my most serious heartfelt plea um, is that even if a door is shut on you, and unfortunately, a door might sometimes be shut because of a member of our community, right? The very real fact is someone in our church might might shut a door on you. Um, but just with every bone in my body, <laughs> I just, I hope that everyone knows, <laughs> right? And and I hope that everyone can just, just know it in their heart and soul. They can kick the door open, right? That that someone else's no doesn't, it's just their no. But if you keep seeking, right? This is where it goes back to scripture, right? Like God tells us, if you keep seeking, if you keep looking the door will open for you and if that means that you have to kick a door open every now and then then so be it because by god if i can be in this church then so can anybody else um and i just think that that is just you're so beautiful i mean it's just so beautiful because by all accounts i if you were to just kind of line everything up on paper um, I shouldn't be Catholic. I shouldn't be who I am, but exactly. I am, right? <laughs> because of other- like many times you had the opportunity many times to say that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from, from, uh, from the beginning, since you were born till 21, you had many chances to say that, but Absolutely. what would you explain that curiosity? Cause you, you're like your mom, <laughs> definitely. Like, <Yeah>. you're like <laughs> your mom. Right. 
why would you explain that? Because I, for me, I'm like, it's, it's the Holy Spirit working on them, these two ladies, for sure. It's <laughs> about the mom and then this, this woman, Alex. But like, how do you explain that? Because for a young girl, 11 to 12 years old, you, you were like, you were building a little box. Yeah. And having that, like just taking that initiative to do, okay, well, I'm going to take a little box. You know how many 11, 12 year old girls <laughs> don't do that right now? Right. <laughs> just don't do that. They, they, whatever, YouTube or cell phone or whatever. But you had that because you were, um, you were curious, but because also you said you fell in love. I did. I, I felt in love and I just, I felt like I always belonged regardless of what was happening within the church, right? Like to me, God's love, I had just felt that so seriously and profoundly that I could see other people's actions as not being God's love, right? So to me, I never took that as like, oh, I'm not allowed to register. So I shouldn't be a part of the church. No, to me, I took that as like, God loves me and God tells me I'm a part of this church. So I'm going to be here. <laughs> what? What? Oh, fine. You can tell me no, but I'm, I will be here and I'm going to be active and I'm going to do all of these things. Right? And you were so mature at that age <laughs> to, yeah. to understand that beautiful concept that maybe a guy from who's 50 years old is still not understanding that. Like, do you understand how amazing it is? And that's why I'm like, we're like, this this woman is so mature for first of all for her age back then 11 but also the curiosity where like it's it's her it's in her and there was something um that your mom gave you I don't know what is it <laughs> just maybe the virtue of you know being steadfast and and just being persevering but I I think you I do want to thank you know the the countless you know ministers that I don't know who ultimately impacted me, right? So you think, I mean, we, again, we talk about the yeses that matter and the people's decisions that matter. So maybe it was the prayer booklet that I found. And, and I'll send you, I'm going to send you a picture of this so you can see it yes. because the beautiful thing, this the prayer booklet, the one that I, I end up, you know, using the most, it's so weathered now. And I think that's so beautiful because I had nothing else to learn from. So I would pray this prayer booklet every single day and somebody somewhere decided to make that booklet. Right. So this was, you know, it was a ministry of someone that said, I'm going to, I'm going to make this book. I'm going to put these prayers together and, you know, hopefully it'll help someone. I did. <laughs> right. That's the beautiful thing. Like it did. They will never know me. I will never know them, but their ministry there. Yes literally changed my life. Mm -hmm. um, and I just collected every resource, every, everything, you know, any classes I was definitely, I'm a bulletin person. So even now, still today, like I will look up every church's bulletin because I want to know what's happening. If there's a class for me, if there's a Bible study, like I'm nosy, I want to be involved. Um, <laughs> I want to do all the things. I'm getting there. Me too. I'm like, I thought like my mom too, is she's like that. I'm like, um, I don't want to be like my mom. I like, always get like, getting pamphlets here. <laughs> the same I'm getting there <laughs> uh, so yeah you just think you know who were the you know in the, in the beginning of my formation time you know I relied a lot on my archdiocese you know they had different formation classes so I would take a formation class here and there and I would start to meet people and then the next thing you know I'm in a four-year ecclesial formation program right and that all stemmed from someone else's yes right so there was someone that said you know what I think People want to learn, have a class on, you know, whatever topic. And, and they decided to put in their, their yeses and do that work. 
for people like me, right? That we're seeking, that we're trying to find this information. And because they were willing to teach, right? And, and to do that and share their own faith. Um, I mean, it just gives me chills of really how many people have, have made me who I am that I don't know. <laughs> and I think that's just so beautiful. And I think it's just a beautiful, beautiful reflection of the body of Christ. Um, because these every fruit, everything that I do, I consider it, they're, they're good, right? It's their work. Um, they're the ones that helped formed me again, because I had this very untraditional formation time. So it's just beautiful. I just, you know, it just, it just really, I think is, is overwhelming and just a beautiful testament to it how is. we're all connected. And, and thank God that you had, you know, since you were young, you had this knowledge, if I can say, of who God is, you were you you were so curious that your curiosity came to teach you to go and to get closer to God, and that's before 19 years old. You know, you, you thank God for that, and thank God for the yes, the many yeses. You know that because of that first priest who said yes to your baptize to you getting baptized. I don't know if you have, you will gonna, you're gonna have the same knowledge, you know, right. But it's, it's, it's amazing how God can, can use, can use us. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and that's why I'm, I'm, I'm saying like your story, it's an amazing, you know, we all have ups and downs. We all have that. Um, but your story blows my mind because I'm like, <laughs> first of all your mom your parents your family your journey uh, you yourself um you know if somebody just say okay but now I don't know where to start you know I don't know I, I, I have like this um I know God exists but I don't have like people helping me here around my parents you know they're the same situation as you as well but I do feel something I know it's good um what should I do? What would you recommend, Alex, to them? Like, what should they do? Should they do the same thing as you and say, no, I don't take no for granted. <laughs> I'm <Absolutely>. so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, uh, really, I, I would just say, you know, to keep seeking. And, you know, we, we live in a wonderful time where there is a lot of information and resources out there. I mean, my journey, <laughs> I'm like, not to age myself, like I did not have internet during a lot of this time. So, <laughs> so I, when I was searching and looking for things, you know, when I'm collecting prayer cards, it's because I couldn't get online. <laughs> That's the only reason why guys. <laughs> now, now we have the internet, right? And we have all of these just, you know, wonderful tools that we can use. Um, I think just what I would say is that I learning that way, right? Learning individually, learning through resources and websites is not any less valuable uh, than learning from your family. I mean, you can, can I'm, so, I'm sure that must going to hurt someone's feelings. I know it, but <laughs> I'm just speaking from my, my own experience, right? Um, that I learned all of this information through, you know, books and reading and you know I'm, I'm a reader so I do love reading but you know taking classes right it was doing these things that I would search for and then find um 
And whether or not, you know, if someone told me yes or no, it didn't really matter because I was on my journey of seeking and, you know, just again being very steadfast. It wasn't going to matter if, if someone told me no, go to the next path, right? So I guess that would be my number one thing. If if one door is shut, maybe you're not at the place where you can kick it open. But I promise there will be another door. But what is that other door? So, okay, maybe this one resource isn't working for you. Maybe you don't live, maybe you don't have a lively parish, right? Maybe there's not. Bible studies and things to get involved in your parish. That's something very real, right? That's that's a part of our experience today. Keep searching. That doesn't mean throw out the whole Catholic church or throw out these questions because you can't find it. Just continue looking for something else. And is it work? Absolutely. I would love to say that my faith journey has been easy and <laughs> but it hasn't. There's been a lot of effort. There's been a lot of, you know, the work of of trying to seek out these information and Again, if there's one path doesn't work, find the other path. So, you know, maybe your parish doesn't offer something. Well, where else can you look? Is there a religious order in the area? Is there a lay ministry group? I mean, what there is, there are things out there. And so it's just a matter of, of searching for them and finding them. Um, that would really be my number one place is to just start looking. Start with your parish. If that's not there, Archbishop Archdiocese. Get on the internet. It doesn't have to be a parish or archdiocesan ministry. It could be a lay group, right? There's so many just like avenues. Um, maybe it's a particular, you know, social media page or you know, a, a Catholic person who you just you follow and you learn from them, right? Like find these avenues that best work for you that you can look for the information or that you can find the information that you're looking for. Um, and again, just, yeah, again, my, my heartfelt plea would be to not get discouraged if you feel like you can't find something or to not get discouraged if it feels like you're getting a no, keep looking. I, I'll, I, you know, my, my life story is, you know, what happens if you keep seeking and you never stop and you don't get discouraged and you don't let someone, someone else's no, or, you know, if you don't let that be a part of what's holding you back, just look for something else, right? Look for a different avenue. Pick the door open. I mean, really, there's, yes. yeah, just to be steadfast, right? And, and to pray, to pray for that virtue. Um, again, it's not easy, but it, it's worth it. Yes. And to not be shy to take the next step, you know? I mean, just for example, for me as well, remember I, I, in my parish back then, we didn't have like youth program youth ministry we didn't have that at all at all and um and so myself like I went outside and uh, I went to go to like the archdiocese you know here near my city and I'm like I went and I knocked the door I remember bringing my CV and say hey I want to work and so for me it was so important it's so important also you know to take the next step and to not be shy you know back when I was, uh, I remember I was young, 15, 14, there was not like youth group or in my parish, uh, there was not a youth ministry or whatever. They, so I have to go to the archdiocese myself. I was so curious again. I'm like, no, it's impossible. I cannot just stand here and that's it. This is my life. I needed more. I need to do something more. So I went to the archdiocese here in my city and I knock on the door of this youth department youth ministry i brought my cv i'm like i want to work i want to do something can you please help me you know and again it's it's also through prayers you know yes it's we're inviting people to take the next step and all that 
to not be shy, um, but to do that through prayer a lot. Even like a simple prayer it doesn't have to be um, a huge uh, a prayer, but like a simple one to just put that in God's hands. Because yes, it's a no for this place here, but maybe it's going to be a yes for this place here. And, and then he's going to make the way. He's going to make your way. Um, it's so he, important. He, he will open the doors. <laughs> I, I, prom I promise that. <laughs> that is the exactly. one thing. Exactly. My faith has taught me anything. God will open the doors if, you're, if you look. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So thank you so much, dear friend. Absolutely. So I mean, we can continue for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> I, I hope that was like answering what you wanted. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> if our listeners have some questions, I'm going to be glad to say, please send me the questions. Okay. I'm going to send it to Alex and Alex going to answer <laughs> you how she did it because her story is just so amazing. So thank you so much. And thank you for sharing the time with all of us. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. All right. That's it for this week's episode, my friends. If you have questions about anything we've spoken about here on the podcast today, I would love to hear from you. You can always connect with me on social media. I'm Maribel Mayorga on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. But for now, I want to thank you so much for being part of today's journey. And I'm really grateful that you chose to spend your time with me. God bless you.